This week's episode of State of Atlanta was recorded from a live stream to our social media audience. To be part of a future episode be sure to subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. back panther fans i'm david brown along with ryan graham <laughs> hey guys and thurber hello and this is state of atlanta sorry my dog was starting to bark right when this was coming in and uh i thought i was still silenced for for the moment uh yeah no right at the right time there thanks you for joining us ryan like to take it to the past the last second there what i'm right here <laughs> yeah, we should have been on a little bit ago. So anyway. No. Come on. What are you talking about? It's he'd, be breaking, he'd, he'd be breaking form if he did that. So that's don't, not don't encourage him, Tim. Don't encourage him. I am uh one of three, I think, showing up early. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. You didn't show up early. You were uh the the one who showed up late. No, but I think last week I was I was early, and then the week before, both me and Tim yeah. were very late. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, uh, this is a big week, I think, for the show. We uh, the Saturday is one year to the date that we released the first episode, so uh, I guess you can say you know we've hit the one year mark in this whole thing, which um, I'm pretty proud of. I think it's Cheers. very cool. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to that. Drink to state of Atlanta, yeah. So um, that's cool. That's fun. I'll send out a tweet about it on on Saturday and whatever. But um, yeah, I guess we can get um, get on with this show, episode fifty three now. So uh, for anybody that's watching, uh, just let you know if you want to be part of last call at the end of the night, just drop us a line in the, the comment section, and we will uh, send you a link. You can or message any one of us, and uh, we'll let you know. And we can uh, talk a little bit later after the show. But for this week, it's week zero of college football coming up. And despite the uh, NCAA granting those waivers for any team to play week zero, there's not a single FBS game on this weekend. But we do have one FCS matchup. So college football does start this week. If you Whoa. Wait, who's I, don't even know what it is. I don't even know what it is, but I'm watching it. Exactly. It's actually, it works out perfectly. It's, well, it, it's Austin P, you know, let's go P.com. Uh, versus Central Arkansas, played on a neutral location in Montgomery. I don't know if this is some traditional standard, you know, FCS college kickoff thing or whatever, but it, it's there. Um, so that's happening, but it worked out well because Braves play at 1 o'clock, and then this game is like, I want to say it's like at 9 o'clock or maybe it's uh, 8 o'clock. Like maybe 8 o'clock Central time, so 9 o'clock our time. So I can get to watch both the Braves and a little college football this weekend on the same That's day. A late late start for a central game. You know? I made the time well, I, I wrote the time down as nine PM, nine PM Eastern, so it would be eight o'clock central time where they are. Yeah, yeah that's so, crazy. So yeah, so Tim, you said you're watching, Ryan. You're gonna watch some FCS ball? Uh we'll see. What day is that? Saturday. Saturday it was I said a minute ago. Oh, okay. No, I wasn't sure if it was a Thursday or not. And yeah, I wasn't listening. So well, it's kind of interesting to say Thursday because uh, Central Arkansas does actually play the following Thursday at UAB. Uh, so they, have, they got the short week. 
the short week, but they're are you just going to follow Central Arkansas through the whole season now. I think I may, I may become a Central Arkansas fan just just because. <laughs> I mean, these guys are they're like, you know what? No one else is going to play football this season. We're going to play the very first two games in all of college football. That's right. Uh, but do, so we have a, uh, do we have a line on this game? Do we even know who's favored? I don't even like what's going on here. The, the, fan, the fans are favored because they get to see at least a little bit of college football. <laughs> True. I wonder if they know that there's going to be a ton of extra eyes on their game. Oh, yeah. That's like impacting their like prep and are they going to be nervous? Cause they know that fans from all over the country will be watching this game. This has got to be the highest viewed FCS game week one, like outside, you know, outside of like the national championship game with their playoffs. This has got to be the highest viewed uh, uh, regular season kickoff to FCS. Right. When, when you think, I would hope so, considering how starved for college football we all are, right? Yeah, but these uh, – I agree, but I think the thing that sucks, though, for these teams is uh, you know, this, this TV contracts have been signed, so the schools aren't getting any more money for this game, and ESPN will probably rake in some serious uh, ad revenue for this FCS game. So the winner here is ESPN. I wonder if they're going to put some extra emphasis into this uh, you know, broadcast, like – I haven't seen any advertising for it at all yet or any promos for it, but I don't watch a lot of ESPN when my teams aren't playing. So maybe they're, if, they're, if they are advertising it, I don't know. If they're not, know. they're missing out, right? You know, honestly, I don't even know if it's on ESPN. I just assume everything's on ESPN. I didn't look to see what channel it may be on at all. But <laughs> Wait, how are we watching this again? <laughs> we don't even know. <laughs> There's ways. I'll figure it out. Road trip. Sports channels. But one thing I thought was interesting is they're playing, they're in central Arkansas, wherever that is. I don't know if that's Little Rock or somewhere else, but uh, so they're playing in that game in Montgomery and then they play Birmingham five days later. So I kind of put it down my notes, joke around that, you know, maybe they should just stay in Alabama versus going back and coming back. And literally, I sat down here waiting for you guys to log in and I saw a tweet saying they are driving straight to Birmingham from Montgomery and they'll just stay there uh, for, uh, for that week. I guess. All schools are doing classes online, so it's perfect time to not worry about the extra travel, right? ESPN. They're on ESPN. ESPN Prime Network. Major. ESPN Prime. It's the only game yeah. going, so that's what they do. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be watching. Be good. Uh, but It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a busy uh, Saturday. you got Braves, United, and Central Arkansas. Or the P. And let's go P.com. Like last year, did you ever think that you, that sentence would ever come out of your mouth? No, not at all. <laughs> I have to look down again. Like, who's playing? Okay, Austin P and Central. Well, if you told me I'd be excited about watching an FCS game, I'm like, well, it's not going to be Georgia State's FCS game because those scare the hell out of me. What FCS game am I excited about watching now? Yeah, especially in week zero. But we need to uh, we need to reach out to Scott Stoiberg and have him rate the two helmets and which one's better. <laughs> Absolutely. He didn't do anything FCS. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so moving on to Georgia State, uh, we talked about this last week, but it looks like uh, they're holding pat- holding steady with just 10 games. We're not going to replace the Murray State or the Alabama game. Obviously, there's still time for something, but it seems like all the other schools have kind of wrapping up their out-of-conference games, and we have not – we don't seem to do so. And we're the – Fewest games in conference. Troy and Arkansas State managed to get 12 full games, or I should say four out-of-conference games. We only got uh, the two left over, and everybody else ma- managed to get three. So we are playing the least amount of teams in our conference. Yeah, all signs point to we're not doing a damn thing. That's what Which is 
which is fine. You could, like, yeah. you could also claim that we're being the safest school in the Sun Belt. Why put our uh, kids and our players into any more danger? That, that was my question was like, why do you think, what, what reason could you come up with? So yeah, it's just being safety first, right? That's silver lining right there. Silver lining. Coaches we're keeping our players safer. The coaches might have already seen this as a um, a potential like trap year with the new quarterback and all that stuff, and might just be taking it as a just as a year, you know? Like, all right, this is a practice year. <laughs> it's another building year, right? I should I should have done this as a bingo question or a family feud style question because you guys are hitting the points I made. Yeah, taking nice. <laughs> for uh, extra practicing uh, to give Lafayette less to see. I mean, we have. Uh, easily one of the, the best two, maybe three teams in uh, Sunbelt coming in here first. They don't know a lot about uh, quad or whoever, maybe the starting quarterback. So give them less tape to look at, no injuries to worry about, so to speak, see how the landscape looks, get an extra week to look at Lafayette because uh, they, they play in week two. Um, what else you got? What, what other reason? Or do you have any like pessimistic reasons? Like we're just too scared to lose a game. I had that one on there. Money. I don't know. We just don't well, want to pay a team to come here. That was it. I got to, didn't want to pay someone to come here or pay to travel somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it could just be like, there's a lot going on. So maybe they were just like, well, let's just not do that this year. Let's just not have the hassle of trying to figure that out on top of everything else. Do you think that if Georgia state was, had the history of another program, you know, app state or a program that has a history of winning, consistently that we would have been so lackadaisical about replacing those two games. Cause you know, App State went out there and they were trying to schedule anyone they could, including some of the the big boys and, you know, keep Wake Forest on the schedule. And I don't know if they ended up keeping that or not, but I know they got Charlotte, but uh, do you think that we would have been more aggressive about trying to do so? Cause there were games to be had. We talked about it last week. There were games to be had. There's still games being scheduled. Tech. Tech. I mean, I would say that, you know, if we had a, stellar team coming into the season and we needed games, you know, I don't think we'd just schedule a matchup to beat someone, but if it was a matchup that would help our case or, you know, improve our ranking or something like that. Yeah. We would do it all day long, but say Kennesaw state or Mercer. What about that? I don't don't know if that moves the needle for potential end of season consideration on anything. But we're supposed to be sports fans. They're supposed to be athletes. They want to play the game. Coaches want to be in there and they want to compete. They want to, Get in there. You think that this everything we know about uh, athletes is they want to always see the competitive nature of it. So I don't know. I think they should have tried to figure it out. I'm sort of pissed off that I think that they didn't. You know, fan perspective absolutely. Yeah, fan perspective absolutely. Like, come on, give us games. Do we get our games? Do we get our refund for the Murray State cancellation? They'll roll roll that to the next time we play them. (laughs) There you go. <laughs> but I mean, has there, has there been any news about that? Like, are they are we getting rescheduled? You know, like yeah, something yeah. came out last week saying that um, I think from someone from Murray State said that um, they were looking at uh, rescheduling the game for in the future. Oh, we we got a little word here from our friend Alexis with the athletics, still working on it. So something may happen. All right, so it's not dead. I love it. Make right. it happen. I don't know um, where or when, but make it happen. Breaking news right here, right now. Georgia State still trying to fill those two. Well, at least one of those two slots. I like it. Thank you. Now, on the fly, David, do all the research. What teams are available? I mean, I did that last week, and it changed. 
I, I tried to do it first thing in the morning before I started work. And, I, and then by the time I got to lunch, so many games have been scheduled and changed that it wasn't happening. But uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, uh, we had a little bit of bad news this week from uh, out of the program. Uh, our uh, true freshman Twitter fan favorite, McKelly Calisandro, uh, is going to have to sit the season after um, complications from his bout with COVID. So that was, um, it's always a bummer to hear, but the real, I guess, story about it is how much media attention this thing got. What have you ever seen outside of the upset or the shot? Have you seen like this much, these many articles written about Georgia State all within one week of each other? I, I don't think the shot did it, um, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe Tennessee. But I, so I have a Georgia State football uh, Google alert that, you know, sends me stuff whenever there's Georgia state and football are mentioned in a, in an article anywhere. And, uh, I got, I got one of them, uh, a couple days ago that was just like 10 to 15 stories and it was all about him. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that kind of frustrated me though, was I think it was a little overblown. Like obviously, you know, in this environment we're in right now, a player testing positive for something for a, a lasting or even if it's just a few months lasting condition, is interesting, but if this happened at a at a bigger program, yeah, you, you run. It was Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you run with it. But the fact that it was, you know, we love our program, but no, nobody else knows about it. It was our program, and it was a true. Not program. even a starter. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They they made it. I had friends, multiple friends and family, reach out to me directly. Sorry to hear about your quarterback, and I'm like, it's a little overblown. Uh, I like McKelly a lot, but let's be honest, he probably was not the starter, most right. likely. Not with, this season. With Quad, uh, with his experience, Muhammad, with you know his just talent and size, McKelly was probably not going to play, at least not start that first game, not start that Murray State game at the time or uh, whoever it may be. So it, it made it sound like we basically lost our quarterback for the season when that was not really – yeah. So the, the complications, though, as, as Tanya mentioned, is the myocarditis. I don't know if I'm saying that right because I've only read it. Um, but um, that it, apparently that is sort of the crux of, of the, uh, you know, of, of the athletic department saying, should we play or shouldn't we play is things like is, is, exa- is like exactly that. And so, I, um, that might be why there's been so much press around it. Yeah, and Tanya knows a lot more about all this kind of stuff than I do, so I don't want to uh, pretend that I know what I'm talking about here. But it, it's it's our show, and I can say what I want to. And Isn't people, that what we do every day, people like, can decide to listen to me or not. But uh, <laughs> there, was, there was actually another article that came out today, an AJC article. Yes, the AJC actually wrote about Georgia State uh, again. Again, uh, all it took was a pandemic and a player getting a lasting condition. But uh, McKinley himself says that it's something that should be over. You know the doctors say that he should be good in three to six months. So, all right, that's great. Yeah. You missed the season. That's awesome. But I mean, uh, it's not, it's not like this guy's going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life because of it, or on a ventilator the rest of his life or something like that. So, and I just want to go ahead and toss up on the screen that uh, Max agrees with me. True that I'm right. So, (laughs) <laughs> maybe she was saying true that I just say stuff and don't care whether it's true or not. Maybe that's what I she was think that might be what she's commenting on. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was cool seeing all the stuff. I mean, you guys got anything else you want to say about uh, about McKelly and everything? 
I mean, bad press is still good press, right? That's what they say. You know, hopefully he recovers yeah. and he's ready to go next year. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, what, we were talking about this before we got on. What is that cliche saying? Is like no press is bad or all press is good press. Any There's, press is good press. I don't know. Like that. Brian, no, you know what it is? No such thing as bad press. No such thing as bad go. press. That's that's what it is. So yeah. So people still know that we have a football program that uh, we didn't shut down after beating Tennessee. So that's good. That's good. I guess they know we're out there. <laughs> Tanya, and, yes, your show. You can say shit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but uh, and, and maybe this throws uh, Lafayette for a loop because you know obviously not a lot of smart guys there. They they live in Louisiana and they chose to go to Lafayette as a college. So maybe they think we have no quarterback. Maybe they think we're going to line up there with one less guy on the field and just like hike the ball and hope someone uh, recovers a fumble. You know, I mean that's what Southern does. So you know it might work. <laughs> True. Let's not get into that whatsoever at all. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, all right. But yeah, best best of recovery to McKelly, and hopefully he can uh, uh, get out there and watch the games on the. I, does he get to do that still? I mean, you still get to be on the sidelines watching yeah. games. Yeah, I, I would assume that. Yeah, just shouldn't be practicing or playing. Uh, he should be tweeting. He's yeah. not been tweeting yeah. as much. We need some live tweets during the game coming straight from McKelly. I like it. I like it. That's a good idea. So, yeah. some uh, surprisingly enough, Georgia State released. Some big news or bigger news today. Bigger news for having being three and a half weeks out from this, uh, the season starting. Before it was sad news. What's that? But it's sad news. Well, it's news and something we can talk about. And that's why we right. the football attendance safety guidelines came out today. Uh, and Mike, our enemy number one, Mike Holmes, said he was throwing us a bone by putting this out here today versus tomorrow. So uh, nice. Yeah, we shifted. The, we shifted the, the the news week for them. Exactly. We we have that much control of uh, the situation. We oh, are. Well. Yeah. Yeah. We are uh, influencers. <laughs> so yeah, there was um some a lot of news to digest from that. Obviously, the biggest one I think for all three of us is they say no tailgating. Oh well, they can't stop me from tailgating. They said no tailgating in their lots. So, yeah. Right. No, they, and they called it on the plaza. I'm like, in the plaza. I'm like, no, come on, call it on the bricks, guys. Come on, you you wanted a name for this. We have a name for it. On the bricks. Say no tailgating on the bricks. Oh, yeah. put, put your little quotes over it so you know that you're talking about something specific. Uh, that, not, that you can't just tug it on any brick. All bricks are off, <laughs> off the table. No matter where they are, no bricks you can ever tailgate on. They also <laughs> say um, any lots managed by Georgia State, which – they had just gone into a big diatribe about the blue and green lots. So I'm guessing those are the lots saying that you can't tailgate in. But they also said the lots open up three hours before games. So, yeah. yeah, so I get it. You want to get there early, maybe watch the guys work out on the field or something. But who's going to go to a football game three hours before unless, you know, that's your kid out there on the field? You could, um, you could just, instead of tailgating, you could just sit in your car and eat, you know, Chick-fil-A or whatever. Or we just show up there three hours early and we go get super loaded sloshed on their $8 big beer inside the university club. No, that sounds really <laughs> dumb. There's all kinds of new places open that you we could go get sloshed for cheaper or, you know, for a limited crowd, I have a fridge and I have beer in it. Did you hear that, everybody? You're all invited over to Ryan's house. You want to put your address up? You put it in the comments. I'll, 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 I'll five of you watching right now. Uh, well, <laughs> minus one because I'm watching. So long as you like PBR, though. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, you're providing you're providing the alcohol and food as well. Wow, uh, I'll provide some PBR. Yes, <laughs> but well, the good news, you know, I, I, it's kind of cool because I've got like the grill uh, already. You know, the household grill and uh, and like you know an oven and toaster oven and stove and all that stuff. So. These, these things you can all have if you have a college degree from Georgia State. You can get a job <laughs> and afford all of these small appliances. <laughs> I thought he was uh, not, he wasn't laughing, but I think his video just froze on me. Yeah, I think his video froze. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was frozen. Yeah, so um, another thing was, uh, it was a big kicker to me, was no single game tickets issued, which I don't think is a big surprise, but kind of makes it more difficult if you want to bring somebody or you don't necessarily know who all become at a game, but I, maybe this season is just the diehard fans only. They said it's basically season ticket holders, uh, some students, and a small allotment to the away team. Should I say screw the away teams? Why are we doing an away team allotment? <laughs> just let in more students or let in more fans. We've got enough. It's kind of weird. Like, I wonder what the single ticket sales was generally. Like, if single game sales, like, if that was actually, um, like, a lot of tickets. Yeah, well, also my, one of my questions was, you could get your kids 12 and under in for free, just walk up there and say, I need an extra ticket. Can I still do that as well? Can I still get an extra ticket that way? I mean, and, I'm going to try. That's and bring, a question. Bring my kid. And I'll be like, look, if you tell me no, then my four-year-old just is going to be running around without parents for a while, and that's going to be on you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If my kid gets hit by a car out there on Georgia Avenue, that's on you, Georgia State. But it's not on me whatsoever at all. <laughs> uh, there'll be some other things I can't do. There's not going to be the the, the the team mark, the Panther Walk. I couldn't even remember the name of it. The Panther Walk. Uh, no pregame show from the band. No like halftime show from the band. Um, Looks like we got Alexis commenting, no walk-up sales, call ahead of time, even kids. Gotcha. All right. Well, All right. You, you heard it here first. Again, man, we are just breaking news left and right. There we go. Breaking news. There's our episode title for the night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> uh, well, the, the band thing at first, I was kind of taken aback. I'm like, marching bands are pretty much the definition of socially distanced. They all stand about six feet apart from each other do their own thing. But then I realized they're spitting into a horn. Well, have you seen the pictures of band practice at high schools right now where they've got like the cloth coverings over the outside of it and they've got slits through their masks? Oh God, that's gonna be so miserable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty silly looking. Yeah. As if they didn't get made fun of enough. I mean, and I don't think they should get made fun of, but they do get made fun of, and uh, this doesn't help. You know, I, I think that the uh, marching band is, if you're a diehard college football fan, the marching band is the loophole to go to games. You get to go to away games for free, stay in hotels and everything. You get to ride the bus. You get to do, you get to see everything and don't pay anything for it and be part of the show and everything. If you're a diehard fan, you should be part of marching band. So I, I was not in band. I was told I was tone deaf. I, I'm not, <laughs> I don't do music good. So I play cello in the orchestra. Well, aren't you hotty totty? <laughs> well, I mean, you couldn't get out on a field and do that. Yeah. Well, that'd be pretty difficult. I don't know. I think that maybe that's, that should be your thing. Is that like your little cello? Is that one of those standing things? Is that one of those standing instruments? It's like a bass, but smaller. 
Yeah. yeah. So you get a skateboard with a little like a uh, latch on it. You <laughs> start to kick off and put yourself around and just cello. Is it like that? You do a cello. It, so it is. I was sad that I I got assigned it, but um, it is one of the nicer instruments I think now. So. Yeah. Well, I actually, I came across a uh, uh, a cello YouTube page where she does like the Knight Rider theme from the '80s and Mario Brothers stuff all together. It's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. All right. Well, Max was first clarinet. I was like last seat trombone when I was tone deaf and the beginner band. And yeah. So, uh, what else? What else? You, what else do you guys get from the the safety guidelines? You want to talk about? I mean, the 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 key is the is the no tailgating. So, um, I, I mean, I think that there's going to be people that want to tailgate anyway, and uh, they'll go and uh, you know go to Phoenix Two Park. Just right up the street, they'll go find some lot that's not Georgia State, probably. I would hope. So, do you think we should uh, talk to the city and, or just do it anyways? And who cares about it? And just block off Georgia Avenue right in front of all the bars and restaurants right there, and just we will say that it's open container allowed in that area, and it's like let everybody walk around the green. <laughs> they did that for the Atlanta United block party. Um, they did really. There's only five games now, right? Five home games. So let's just do it. Five five days out of the year. Let's close it off. I'm down. Open, open container, big party. But yeah, yeah, let's do it. Talk to Carlos. Distance, distance I, party. We should just do that for fun, like in general. That just sounds like a good time out there on Georgia Ave. But I guess it, you said, yeah, United did it for their block party. It's our it's our neighborhood. It's our campus. We should be doing that kind of stuff. I hope you know. I do hope they do it. Um, you know, next year, hopefully when things return back to normal, that we do have Georgia app blocked off and it's a big do you, do you think that could become like, um, I mean, the restaurants that are there now aren't really just like you're, you're drinking, get drunk kind of bar type thing. They're kind of nicer and food focused. But could that stretch of Georgia Avenue become like a, a Bill Street in Memphis or your little... Um, uh, what's, what's that crap street called in New Orleans? Bourbon, whatever, and it's become a little college, a college scene where they that's what they do every Friday and Saturday night. They they close off that stretch of it and it becomes a little hangout party scene. That could be kind of cool. I don't think so. I think um, if anything, it'll be like what Edgewood tried to be for a little bit and uh, didn't really become. I mean, it is definitely popping in its own way now. But um, I think I think it has a chance of coming up the way that Edgewood should have. And you're talking about on Edgewood Avenue, not in the Edgewood neighborhood. There's a big difference there. Yeah, yeah, Edgewood Avenue. Yeah, right over there by campus with like uh, Church Bar and uh, like over, over by the MLK Center. Right, right. Yeah, there's some cool bars over there. I, I haven't. I guess I'm too old to have gone like late nighting drinking over there, but I've been to several of those places. That the beer garden's pretty cool. The joystick game bar is really cool. Uh, churches is awesome. I went there like at. 10 30 a.m on a saturday it was dead <laughs> church is great um but the you know we're getting that that uh vr bar too so mm -hmm. hopefully it's like joystick but actually fun and then um is it a vr bar or is it just a game bar like it's a game bar but they've got vr they're gonna do like gonna fancy VR. stuff yeah oh, cool. and then there's the other one called like redacted or whatever it was called conspiracy but they didn't want to be too weird so they went with redacted but it looks cool they should call it 10 hats yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to be like a speakeasy, right? The yeah, yeah, yeah. The door yeah. is there. They've got everything set up. There's not ever going to be a sign. Apparently, it's just going to like nice. the script door. 
Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think I think they have an opportunity in Georgia to have just like I think I commented fifty episodes ago about uh, Wisconsin and how they do like the parking lots leading up to the stadium, the restaurants. They do like tents and stuff like that, outdoor beer sales. It's like a beer garden outside in the parking lots, and everyone just comes, drinks, eats some of the food. I think some of the food they have in some of the restaurants isn't what they normally sell, but they have like. They sell game day food. They have a game day menu. And I don't know. It was a lot of fun, even though it was super damn early. Well, I think that's what Georgia State tried to do that first season when they closed off Georgia Ave in front of the stadium. And they had the food trucks. And they wanted to have that kind of atmosphere. But the turnout just wasn't enough to support everyone coming out. So we got to get the fan base out to make this kind of happen. They already do have um, on the weekends. There's um, pop-ups. So, well, <clears throat> so Halfway Crooks has like guest pop-ups come in and serve food. They use their kitchen and they, they they're there for like a week. And then um, there's also like a like this biscuit place. I forget what it's called, like Bomb Biscuits or something yeah, like that. But bomb you have to you have to pre-order and you can pick them up on Saturday. But it's just a pop-up. Literally on Saturday, it's a tent outside of the hot dog place. <laughs> I don't, whatever it is, it sells out because someone told me about it outside of this podcast and I looked at it and I was like, everything was sold out. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you can't get these biscuits. Apparently. Yeah. Get early. <laughs> apparently super early, right when they go live for sale. Yeah. I think Ryan, you're going to, you're going to be a little disappointed, although you already have one of them, but no giveaways. So no mask giveaway, but you somehow commandeered a mask. Oh, I did. I have one. I'm surprised you're actually not wearing it when you came on the show. I was too. I thought you were going to wear it. I was rush, rushing around for beer. <laughs> yeah, remember I was running late? They said no giveaways. They said give, giveaways will be um, virtual. I'm like, so does that mean I get like a, a sticker for my Facebook profile or what's a virtual? It's not a real giveaway. It's just it lives in the cyber world universe. Um, it's, a, it's the State of the Panthers email. <laughs> that you don't read at all. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So you'll get the email, and then you'll get the email a second time, <laughs> in hopes that you'll read it. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, there was some news from uh, some of our opponents. They uh, suspended their football operations for a few days. They always say indefinitely because like of a COVID test positive. I think uh, I saw App State. Monroe and East Carolina all had to suspend. And the thing about this that drives me crazy is people would just like act like the sky is falling. Like this is it. The ball's over. These these teams are like, no, this is just gonna happen. Like we should expect this to happen every few days, right? Another team that's gonna shut down for a few days. We're still three and a half weeks out from playing. I just hope we stay healthy enough to play all of our games. That's all. Yeah, well, it's kind of be like the, the last team standing, you know, like whichever team can go the longest without testing positive, maybe the team that ends up winning the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I don't know. We're gonna we'll see what happens. We're already that. out of the running for that, aren't we? I was gonna say we're only we're already two games behind at this point, so we need to uh, make sure we get all of our games in. Yeah, and go on that'd be great. Yeah. When is our? Uh, we have one. Well, obviously we have multiple bye weeks right now since our games are canceled. But when's our other one? Yeah, I mean, well, if you consider the fact that a bye week happens between games, we have one. It's uh, I want to say it's October tenth. I forget who it's before and who it's after, but uh, so it's kind of in the middle of the road. I, that's why I didn't think we re- would even would ever try to schedule a game 
for that week versus those first two slots because you don't, you don't you want to have at least one break in there somewhere and and hell we may have more breaks if these other schools uh have to take a, a hiatus or something maybe there is a, a forfeit or a, would it be a forfeit do you think they would do a forfeit or just be like the game cancels i think it's gonna be canceled it i don't be think it's gonna be a forfeit it should be a forfeit unless we're the ones that uh, get sick and then it should be a game <laughs> I like that logic. It doesn't make sense, but it works for me. It makes absolute sense if you're a fan of the team that I'm talking about. So uh, that sucks, but it's just gonna happen. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna this, until we figure everything out. It's just gonna happen that teams are gonna call it quits for a couple of days to make sure that everybody's safe and stuff. It's just it's not that big of a deal, right? Right. I mean, it's a big oh, deal right. when you miss a full game, right? Well, once the season gets started, but we're still, I'm talking about like, you know, we're three, four weeks out. It's not oh, yeah. right now. No, yeah. no. So, there's plenty of time at a certain point in time. It will matter. Right. You get too close to that first matchup. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm getting a little knock at the door here. Hey, uh, kiddo, go find mommy. Okay. <laughs> okay. She may be downstairs. I'll, I'll, I'll message her. Okay. And that's your heartwarming moment of the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no way, kid. Daddy's drinking and talking to his friends about about football and sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Justin says, uh, Justin, friend of the show, uh, been on the show. Uh, all forfeits, no cancellations equals we beat Bama. And I've been saying that for ever since they canceled, canceled that game. Yeah, until that check clears, they pay that $1.3 million. Bama has uh, – forfeit to us and if you actually look at georgia states i know you don't do this uh, ryan if you go to georgia state's website and look at the, ske- the schedule it says murray state canceled and it shows the bama game is still on so i think that they're they're, <laughs> they're applying my strategy of saying nope we're showing up in tuscaloosa on september 12th and you either play us or you forfeit we can hope I mean, let's. I mean, I think we need to do it, uh, and we know that um, Alexis is watching, so she should go tell the team that that's what they need to do. They need to all get on the bus that Saturday morning, get out there, exactly. Make a big to do. Put it on TikTok. TikTok. I wonder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'll make it official, wonder... right? <laughs> I kind of wonder if there's any update there. They're just in active discussions with Alabama about, hey, you want to pass something? Anything? Uh, no, we're not asking them. We would say you owe us money. Is it worth the one point three million just to, for them to say yes? We forfeit to you. Um, what? No, we 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 take the money. I don't I don't care about the forfeit. We they owe us money. I want to have a loss in the record books. I want to have a Georgia State win over Alabama, and I don't care how we get it. No, I awesome. think no matter what they forfeit, they already forfeit. Now it costs them money to forfeit because we had it. We were supposed to play a game. Okay, now you're really on how I really feel about it. The game goes down as a forfeit. That's the way it should be. And we get $1.3 million. Okay, let's do it. I mean, they backed out of a contract. They forfeit. They did. They did. I don't I don't care if their conference kind of pushed in that direction. Maybe that's why Maybe that's why the SEC didn't do the plus one, is they didn't want Bama to lose to Georgia State. <laughs> that's, that's, probably, that's probably right. Tennessee was like, <laughs> only uh, only Alabama can lose to us. Yeah, exactly. That what it was. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's some teams that are have announced they're not allowing fans in the stands whatsoever at all. Like um, Charlotte said for that home opener against us, 
they're not going to allow fans in the stands. And I'm like, ha trick on you. We're used to playing in front of nobody. So this is like <laughs> working for us. Although I think we play better in front of like massive fans. Maybe that's their strategy because they know that. I keep looking at Ryan. He's frozen all the time. I don't know if he's just like pondering my really like, you know. Oh, wow. He was frozen there. Brilliant message or if he uh, is frozen. Uh, but Duke has said they're not doing fans whatsoever at all, but they're going the the baseball route of uh, cardboard cutouts. They'll be selling cutouts. I saw that. You, had, you could have like a picture of your dog, yourself, right? Right. Yeah. For yeah. 50 bucks or something like that. I, think. I, I didn't see how much they were charging for them. That's what the Braves yeah. were charging for theirs. Should we like not do that anyways? I think we should sell cardboard cutouts in addition and we could put our own out there. I, I was thinking that we take pictures of all the different, I don't know if you could do this illegally, but take pictures of all the Braves players, all the good Braves players that played while they played in Turner field and get some pictures of the athletes from the Olympics that played yeah. and sparse them out throughout the whole thing. Like these are the athlete ghosts that are watching over the stadium. And then Ludacris and Julia Roberts and any other notable alumni. I think that would be a, a cool idea. I don't know. Have it interspersed with fans. It'd be kind of cool. It, it would be expensive. Can I get, um, like, since my wife and kids aren't coming, can I get cardboard cutouts of my wife and kids to be, like, sitting right next to me? So if you put your arm around your wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, give, I give her the kiss whenever we get a touchdown or a field goal or something. High five my kid. I could get a picture of the cut, cardboard cutout of my kid. Is already their, their hand already up for a high five. So I can lean over and just tap her hand and be like, there we go, kid. We did it. I mean, it'll enhance your experience, right? I think it'd be kind of cool. Instead of having uh, people sparse out throughout the entire thing, you could have uh, some other stuff out there. I think something they should look into do. Do you think, uh, do you think Charlotte's doing this just to be trendy with uh, some of the other sporting event teams, not having fans in the stands in September or is there a reason behind it? Like they just announced this one game, right? Well, and, and it's a September game, right? It's like a, like the last week in September or something. Yeah. Well, like the Falcons and both and United are both saying they're not doing any fans throughout the month of September. So yeah, maybe that's maybe maybe that's what Charlotte's following along that lines. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was I considering know. going, obviously, before COVID. Um, that's any game in Charlotte. I want to. I consider going to because of how close it is, and Charlotte's a cool town. It is. It's but, less than four hour drive. I'm all in there. Yeah, and it sounds like it's so close at first, but once you get on the car ride, you're like an hour and a half in. You're like, are we there yet? Not even halfway there. Like, <laughs> damn it! Why did I make this decision? This is a horrible idea. I could be drinking on the couch right now. And I'm going to where? Charlotte. I like Charlotte. Charlotte's. A, I don't want to live there, but Charlotte's a fun town. All right. They have cool bars. They have those like little, the little rickshaws, like the dudes in the bicycles with the little uh, caboose in the back, and you get to like take yeah, it rickshaws. Yeah, yeah, those things are cool. I remember getting to one of those during a Falcons game. Like, I left the game because I was so pissed off. I got in the back one of those. I'm like, take me to a bar that won't have this game on. And uh, he took me to a bar that had the game on. Uh, but we won, so it worked out well. I was a bad fan that day. They're about, like, pedicabs, right? Pedicabs? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think I know them as pedicabs, I think. Rickshaws? Yeah. I've never heard of that. You heard of that? That's what Larry said, and you guys couldn't hear him. That's all. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. She's heard petty cab. Yeah. So, um, 
There's no chance, Alexis, that we're not going to do. I'm, I'm talking about this now. <laughs> Are you interviewing her right now? And, like, in, in the- There's no chance we're not allowing fans. We're interviewing Alexis via Facebook. Okay? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so something I, I saw something come out this week that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, the Sunbelt announced that the date of the conference championship could possibly move based off of coastal Carolina. Apparently coastal scheduled a uh, December 5th game, like out of conference game against Liberty. And, they, and so the Sunbelt came out and said, well, if coastal's in the conference championship, we'll push back the conference championship game one week or, or whenever for Liberty. No, for coastal for coastal, but so coastal can play Liberty. No, no, no. It's just in case they're like competing for the East champion. Yeah, if they're the if they're the winner of the East, uh, and they they can go ahead and uh, we're not worried about having to play that weekend. They they're playing Liberty. They'll they'll move the, they'll move the entire conference championship back a week. And so you know it sounds stupid. I agree, and it's because obviously both Coastal and the Sun Belt are like there's no way Coastal's playing. In the Sun Belt Championships this season, it's not happening. But just, but just write the release anyway. Because if Appalachian State, well, you had to you had to do the release because obviously the question gets asked. Like if App State would have been like, "Hey, Sun Belt, we're going to schedule a game against you know uh, Liberty on the tw- on the fifth, so we need to move that back if we make it." But no, we're not moving it. You are probably in it. You're most likely in it. I mean, unless you can't beat Georgia State, which is also very possible then you're going to be in the championship. So there's no way they're, they're going to do it. It was just, I don't know, it was stupid. You have to do it to be nice, let's be honest. But right? it's kind of interesting. That, that shows you how hard Coastal is trying to find an extra game to play. As they're like, uh, we're, we're, we will, we'll play the week of the conference championship. You know, we'll, we want to play an extra game. That's why they're at 11 games for the season or 10 games for the season. <laughs> and we all know that Liberty pays, right? Yeah, they have the they have the the bucks. But something else I thought about this that doesn't make sense. Uh, but the whole thing is, if Coastal's in it, if Coastal actually somehow does win the East, they're gonna be so pissed off that they're like, "Oh, great! The other Louisiana or Arkansas State or whoever it may be, they have an extra week to recover and prepare while we have to go and play another team." It's it's it makes no sense. It's literally just. Uh, Coastal saying we know we're not playing for the championship, but we just give it up. Right. I mean, I was looking back at uh, Athlon Sports because I was like, weren't they projected to be last in the uh, in the East? Yeah, and they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. another one that projected something, right? Who are they right behind? <laughs> some some team from Georgia, the most, <laughs> the most underrated team in the East. <laughs> the we're a dark horse, right? Dark horse for the East. That's right. Fighting Panthers from downtown ATL. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I love you guys. Maybe there's an episode titled Fighting Panthers from downtown ATL. (laughs) Oh, boy. I need you guys to write this down because I'll forget about it by the time we're done with this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Let me just. Speaking of, yeah, you're always reliable on the episode title thing. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, speaking of rankings and ratings, uh, that was actually my next subject. So move right along into it. Uh, nice, Tim. Nice. 
I took I took I took yesterday off work. I just took the day off to chill, not do anything, uh, no kids, uh, just hang out and everything. And so I actually spent some time putting together some stuff that I wanted to talk about today. And that's because the AP put out their top twenty-five. Their top twenty-five included all the Big Ten teams and Pac-12 teams. Well, Pac-12 team, I forget. Uh, in their top twenty-five, but everyone was like, "Hey, this makes no sense." Like there's three conferences that are not even playing four conferences, whatever it was. They're not playing four conferences, not playing. None of those teams should be in the AP top 25. So Brett McMurphy put out his top 25 and he excluded all the teams that are not playing and included and then, excuse me, bumped up everything for, so I spent a lot of time digging through what could possibly happen in the weeks. Cause uh, I think there's no AP top 25 team playing in week one. There's only like five games, but then Memphis is ranked at something is playing in week two. So my thought was if Memphis wins that first game, which is against Arkansas state, you know, conference mate here, then Memphis should be put in first place. They're one and zero and all those other teams are zero and zero, right? It's never worked that way. There's always a team. I mean, we played on a Thursday and the team that beat us, I don't know if we beat them or we beat them or what happened, but they weren't number one. No, but yeah, there was all the Saturday games afterwards, and the, the uh, rankings came out on Sunday or Monday. Oh, fair. Is it fair enough? Full, full extra week, and then you figure Alabama and Georgia, LSU. None of those teams are playing until week four. Right. Clemson. It's not going to happen. I want to that top twenty-five could be uh, a G five smorgasbord of teams up there. It's not going to happen. No, I mean, I get it. I get, I get your logic, and I think it makes more sense than what's going to happen. Right. But it's not going to stop it from happening. Right. Well, so so then the AP did come out and say that they did their preseason rankings, including all teams, but after the very first week of games being played, which I don't know if they count this FCS week of week zero – that they will pull out all of their uh, Big Ten, Pac-12, Mountain West, MAC teams. They'll pull those out of the um, of the rankings. So it will it will be just SEC, ACC, uh, Big Twelve, and then American Conference USA. And there's more teams. Play, there's more conferences playing than I thought there was. There's a lot of conferences playing. I mean, I think it makes sense that they had the preseason or pre-week one poll, have all the conferences that aren't playing. Gives them all the conferences a chance to actually reverse their decision, right? Like, Right, yeah. It's like you say, look look at this. This team was going to be ranked number five or number three or whatever it is, and and now now they're they're not. Actually, I don't don't think any team that's not playing was going to rank that high. I don't don't even remember what the highest-ranked team that – actually, that would have been a thing to look up. That makes a lot of sense. Why didn't I do that? But – <clears throat> today, then today, the USA Today puts out their their poll, and they just said, "Screw it, we're not doing a USA Today top twenty-five. There's seventy-six teams. We've got the time. Nothing else is going on. We've already talked about Michaelix Calisandro. We're gonna do all seventy-six teams. We're gonna rank teams one through seventy-six. All Did we them. get bonus points for that because we're like in the news in the media. Exactly." <laughs> Well, it bumped us all the way up to 63 out of 76 teams. All right. <laughs> uh, that's, um, that's, uh, 
That is halfway. We are 50% if all teams were there, right? No, I guess there's 130 teams now, right? As long as you don't rank all all 130 teams, <laughs> but you count us against 130, then yes, that is some drunk logic that I love. That's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, uh, there was one thing that was very, very interesting that came out of this USA Today ranking of all 76 teams. Georgia State comes in at 63 and five notches below us, Georgia Tech. Ouch. And now we know why Georgia Tech. GSU. GSU. (laughs) Now we know why Georgia Tech would not play us with their plus one. They were scared. And they decided to play the number 13 team, UCF. (laughs) Or number five team. I don't remember. Actually, number 13 is actually App State. Uh, UCF, I have it up right now. Where did they put them at? Nine. Yeah, they're pretty up there. Yeah. yeah. I I thought when Tech scheduled UCF, I'm like, all right. I mean, you got a way to open the season with a highly potential loss. Oh, my God. UCF wins that game, right? UCF. What are they Is that what you just said? Yeah, nine. UCF's ranked ninth in this uh, USA Today poll. Uh, yeah, so UCF beats Tech in Atlanta. Yeah. That happened. I, I think so. I mean. We should have scheduled a doubleheader with UCF. Yeah, <laughs> have them play tech and then come over to Atlanta and Atlanta, come over downtown and play as well. Come over two miles away. Exactly. That may be our best shot at beating UCF right now. You know, if yeah. they play <laughs> one game, they didn't get tired the second time. So they get a twofer in one day. They can skyrocket in the polls. And uh, we'll pay you enough for the hotel room. We don't have to pay for all the travel and stuff because tech is paying for that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't need a hotel room. They just come over and then just back on their buses or their charter. Oh, same Saturday. Same day. Double header. Double This is a drunk podcast. It is a drunk podcast. Very much so. (laughs) And uh, because I'm petty, I want to acknowledge that in USA Today's poll, they acknowledged uh, our um, conference mates in whatever, West Louisiana as Louisiana Lafayette, not Louisiana. They actually put the, the Lafayette in there, so they hate that. They hate that. Those Lafayette fans, they hate being called Lafayette. Mm. I don't blame them. <laughs> Wouldn't you hate uh, being called Louisiana even more? I mean, anything in that state, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd hate to be associated to anything in that state. I'm like you, Ryan. Other than the food, there's absolutely no redeeming quality about that state whatsoever. And we get the food here. You don't yeah, have to go there great. for it. It's great. Sure. <laughs> I think I think I made a I don't know if I made a reference to this, but I, my neighborhood next door to me, Kirkwood, they had a little kids virtual Top Chef thing. I drove around in my car and I got food from kids and I ate it. And this kid made red beans and rice, fantastic, great bit red beans and rice. Anybody nice. can make red beans and rice? It's not difficult. <laughs> An eleven year old can do it and it's delicious. Then why, why do I need an entire garbage state to make it? It's horrible. Yep, two thousand twenty. I can get Cajun food wherever I want, and Atlanta has lots of different food. Exactly. Uh, one other thing I thought was kind of interesting about the USA Today poll was ECU came in ranked 70, so seven spots behind us, and uh, and that, they're favored to win that game. Last I saw, so, not anymore. No, no, I mean, they they need to know that. That maybe maybe that's their bulletin board material. Like, oh man, they put us seven spots behind Georgia State. We got to go in there and give them the what for. Is that how sure. people talk at ECU? <laughs> like, what are you, what are you, like, 80? 
give him the what for? I'm, I'm I'm close. I'm closer than I'm closer to eighty than I am to zero. So, um, well, I'm not sure USA Today put a whole lot of effort into this. Uh, I'll take the fact that they put us ahead of Tech. I like that a lot. They did enough research to know that's true. Right. Well, in both polls, both USA Today's and well, Brent Murphy's updated uh, eight. Um, Top 25. Lafayette is ranked, and they have one game ahead of us, and I forget who it is. But assuming they win that game, we'll have our second-ever ranked opponent coming inside uh, and coming to Atlanta to play us. Our first was App State last year, and that did not go well. So we do have a a chance to get our first win over a ranked opponent at home. Well, maybe our first win over a ranked opponent ever, right? Yes, we've never beaten them. That's a ranked team. That's definitely true. Yeah, I mean, unless you unless you rank all of the teams, we've never beaten a ranked team before. Not a top twenty-five team. How about yeah, that? not a top twenty-five team? That's for sure. So, uh, I, don't know, what, I have to put this question down, but it seems stupid now. Basically, there's going to be a lot of changes to the uh, before the season even starts. Right? That before the power five conference to start playing, you're going to see that top 25 change because teams that have not played a game are going to drop out. Like I think Virginia was ranked number 25 or something. They don't play a game until week three. They'll fall out immediately because UAB will win a game and they'll be ahead of them or something. It'll be interesting to see how they handle all that. I don't know if that's right. I think they'll, I think they'll still pretend that, that Virginia is playing and, Against UAB, yeah. they beat UAB. They're going to leave them there. I think right. you're going to be. You might be disappointed with what the uh, AP does. The AP already literally put in teams that they know aren't going to. But play. they said they're going to take them out. They said they're going to take. But them. they put them in. <laughs> right. They said it's because it was preseason, and they're going to do a separate pre, uh, spring poll. Okay. Whatever. Cool. All right. Well, um, I got one last question. Before uh, we close it all out, I think it's kind of a big question. It's something I was Tim and I were texting back and forth throughout the week and uh, talking about these these rankings. Like, there's no Conference USA teams ranked in this top 25 list, and there's AAC teams or Sun Belt teams, and everything. So when Georgia State moved up, we obviously moved to the Sun Belt. Rumor has it that Cheryl Levick had an offer from Conference USA on the table, but she had beef with the um, the commissioner of the conference USA that's rumor that's speculation what have you but had we moved to conference USA who is now a crappy conference over the Sun Belt do you think that the transition to FBS would have been easier that we maybe would have more wins than we have now we'd be a more successful team in the FBS ranks Tim what do you think I think absolutely we'd be a better team if we're in Conference USA. We'd have more wins. You might not have the low of the, our low seasons as we've had. Obviously, the the top half of the Sun Belt I think is stronger than Conference USA's top half. And I think you, you would have seen us sneaking into the middle of the conference year in year out. You know, easily. Well, well there's some assumptions being made there because had we moved into Conference USA, because Conference USA went and then it raided the Sun Belt. They took MTSU, Western Kentucky, the Florida schools. So one of those. It's left behind in the Sun Belt. That team wouldn't be there. And I would assume it's probably one of the Florida schools because why would you take two schools so close to each other? 
but I don't know what I'm talking about there. What no, do you they're think? pretty close. You're right. What do you think, right You think that it would have been Georgia State would be more successful today had they moved to Conference USA at first? I have no idea. I think I think those teams are still considered better than than ours, um, regardless of you know how the how they actually are. So, um, well, I don't I don't disagree that they're considered better than ours. But what I'm saying is, uh, we've been playing. If you look at the conferences, we've been playing a higher caliber of team this entire time. Yeah. And if we had a lower caliber, do we have teams like I think it was Arkansas State? We beat for the first time in all of our matches this past year. We've never beaten App State. I think we may have gotten one over uh, Lafayette. Um, we've had a hard go of it. I mean, the Southern things even, but that's a rivalry, and that would have been probably no different either way. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we would have probably been playing lesser competition. So maybe we had a chance to get some more wins. And recruiting them. better, probably. Yeah, because the perception was always that Conference USA was a better conference. Maybe yep. we were able to get some uh, some better players because it wasn't perceived to be less. Right. I think it's the perception still is that way. It's going to take a couple of years of really strong seasons from the Sun Belt, from the top teams, getting ranked in the AP Top 25, like App State, Louisiana, to somehow finally turn that perception, right? It's just, it's there. Because Whether we like it or not, it's still the perception. Because that's what we keep on talking about is, you know, Georgia State just needs to get consistent at winning. And once they get consistent at winning, that's when the opportunities open up for a potential move of conferences. Maybe we would be a step or two ahead if we'd gone to Conference USA directly. Uh, maybe when UConn left AAC, when the teams were being discussed about who could possibly take that spot, Georgia State got a little bit more consideration because instead of having, you know, averaging three wins a season, we'd be averaging four or five. <laughs> five. I don't know. I just think we would have had more wins in conference USA than we did do in the Sun Belt. I'm not saying it would have had an impact on potentially an AAC move, but I just think we would have competed a little bit better than we're competing now, but I'm fine with where we're at. We're in the better conference. So we're in the better conference and thank you, Cheryl Levick. Yeah. Right. That sounds weird to say, but thank you. And we're in the more competitive division for sure. It's, it's definitely harder in the East. I think than in the West West, you've got two teams to worry about. So, East, you've got three or four, and if if you include yourself, <laughs> wait, we're competing against ourselves. Crap. No, we're talking about the, the quality of the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you got App, sort of Southern, and uh, Troy in there, pretty strong. Right. right. The West is more or less. It was more or less just Arkansas State, and then Lafayette. obviously recently with Louisiana added on top. Lafayette. I, I don't like saying Louisiana. I, I just don't. Lafayette. It's La La or Lafayette. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh La La. So. Well, that was my big question for the night. I think we've uh, kind of hit it all. What do you guys think? Sweet. Excellent. Yeah. Right. Well, then uh, we'll go ahead and close it out and head to last call. Thanks to uh, everybody who came in and watched and uh, commented and interacted with us. That was awesome. You do that. We do this every week on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter, but that's on Periscope. I don't know how that whole thing works. Uh, <laughs> check it out. You can be part of the show. Ask questions. We'll interact, obviously. Um, but yeah, so thanks everybody who's uh, here for us. Uh, thanks to Ryan and Tim for uh, being part of it. Thanks to everybody who's listening to the podcast, audio only or watching later on. Uh, we're gonna do last call. Available free to everybody on Friday. Available. Uh, to everyone who's a Patreon member for 
love the bucks uh, immediately. So, thanks. Bye, y'all. Bye. Go Panthers. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.